0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: On the way, hit it hard, rebound, batted around,
2: it's taken by Luca. he hits, he hits, with a second to go as he hits the deck, Tie 115, it worked. It totally
0: worked! 10 assists, 21 rebounds, 47 minutes played, and now 60 points for the first time in Mavericks history!
2: Hi, this is Luka Doncic, and you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in. To the Luca Doncic, po- oh sorry, sorry. Welcome in to the Mavs Step Back Podcast, <laughs> another episode of Morning Coffee. Um, you know it's kind of it's kind of hard to uh, separate those two things. There, it feels like the Luka Doncic podcast because the man literally does everything uh, for this current Dallas Mavericks team, and you know we got another another taste of that on Monday night as the Mavs defeated the Detroit Pistons uh, at American Airlines Center. And it took every single bit of Luka Doncic scoring 53 points for the Mavs to beat the Pistons 111-105. to 105. Pistons, arguably the worst team in the league. I think they technically are the worst team in the league. Uh, and they won by six points. The Mavs won by six points at home, and it took 53 points from Luca to do it. Uh, just crazy. I mean, I I know we talk about the Mavs not making a panic trade and and waiting until the off season and you know all that stuff, but man, it is hard to be patient when you have a guy like Luca who is having a season that he's having. It was his fifth. It was his fifth. 50 point performance of his career, the fourth 50 point performance this year or this season. So he's had five total in his career. His first 50 point game came last season against the Clippers uh, and now this season he has had four 50 point games just crazy crazy stuff from Luca. He continues his his MVP candidacy. Uh, You know, there's a lot of good cases out there for guys like Nikola Jokic, who's going for his third consecutive MVP. Uh, You know, Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum. Uh, You know, there's a lot of guys. Giannis, he's always in the mix. Uh, Well, Luka, he is very firmly uh, in that mix as well, in my opinion. Um, And the thing, he's only missed six games, too. You know, there's a lot of guys that, you know, like Joel Embiid, for example, uh who miss a lot more games than luka does so i think uh luka is firmly in the mix for mvp especially considering how you know his team has not won a game when he doesn't play a minute <laughs> so uh well anyway you know going into that game not only was it 53 points but it was 53 points on just 24 uh field goals Field goal attempts. Uh, he shot 17 of 24 from the field, which included five of 11 from three. Uh, he had eight rebounds, five assists. He accounted for uh, 65 of the Mavs' 111 points. Uh, he had 45 points going into the fourth quarter. Uh, so, just all around, all around great night for Luca. And then. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie was the only other Maverick to join him in double figures. Uh, after scoring just two points in the first three quarters of the game, Dinwiddie came up big in the fourth quarter, uh, scored 10 of his 12 points in that final frame. The Mavs, they improve to 27 and 25. Um, uh, we'll look at the standings here in just a second, but I did want to talk about you know how... Uh, Reggie Bullock, he continues to you know have a little bit of an upswing in his play, shot three of five from three uh, for nine points, and then uh, Josh Green was three of four from the field, hit one of his two threes and had eight points, two rebounds, and three assists. But I wish, you know, and maybe it'll happen at some point, but Josh Green his impact doesn't always fully show up in the box score. Like, he is, his energy is just so infectious. And when he when he checks into the game, you can just tell, you know, that something good is going to happen. That's the kind of impact that he has. It's been great uh, for the Mavs to have him back from injury. And, you know, hopefully uh, he eventually works his way into the starting lineup at some point. Going forward, but uh, it's great to see Josh Green back. Hopefully, the Mavs can get some you know positive momentum going in the last. There's only 30 games left now in the season, uh, and the Mavs are going to need every single win they can get to not only avoid the play-in but to potentially make the playoffs altogether. Um, so, with the win against Detroit on Monday night, the Mavs. Uh, inch back into the sixth spot in the West. They had fallen to uh, to seventh there momentarily, and they're back up to six. Um, or maybe no, they had fallen to eighth at one point. But uh, now they're at six. They take on the New Orleans Pelicans on Thursday, and the Pelicans have lost eight in a row. <laughs> uh that, that that's uh the pelicans are struggling heavily to to put it lightly and let's see the new orleans pelicans they play another game before thursday they play the denver nuggets tonight at denver late start so it's it's very it's very plausible to say that the the new orleans pelicans will be on a nine game losing streak uh heading to american airlines center on Thursday, which could be scary, you know, if you've kept up with this Mavs team throughout the season and you know how uh, you know how they play against teams that are missing guys and, uh, you know, maybe not playing up to their abilities. It seems, you know, it's like even the Pistons, the Pistons' worst team in the league, well, they beat the Mavs 131 to 125 in overtime the first time they played them. And then last night, you know, they, they were losing to the Pistons by four at halftime and eventually ended up winning by six. So, both games against the Pistons, worst team in the league, without one of their best players in Cade Cunningham. And the Mavs, you know, it's been single-digit games each time they played them. So, uh, nothing is a given with this Mavs team. So, we'll just have to uh, we'll have to cross our fingers there and hope they take care of business uh, against New Orleans, and they need to because after that, it is a murderer's row uh, five-game road trip that the Mavs are going to be going on, and it'll start in Golden State, uh, and that's going to be a big one because the Mavs are currently, as, as far as the games back part of the standings is concerned, uh, they're currently tied because each, uh, Golden State and Dallas, they're both eight games back uh, of the top spot in the West, but Golden State is ahead of Dallas in the standings as the fifth seed due to percentage points. And it's just a very, very small fraction, uh, like a thousandth percentage point just because the Warriors are 26 and 24, the Mavs are 27 and 25. So that extra loss is is keeping the Mavs... uh, Behind the Warriors for now, but if they take care of business against the Pelicans, uh, you know, assuming the the Warriors keep winning, uh, the Mavs will have a chance to you know kind of control their own destiny there at least for a night when they play in Golden State. So we will see how it goes. Um, all right, so other NBA action that took place on Monday night. You had the uh, Orlando Magic defeating the Philadelphia 76ers, 119-109. Uh, to 109. The Sixers had a lead of 21 points at one point in that game. I I was watching a little bit of that earlier uh, in the night, and uh, they, they ended up blowing that lead, and the Magic came back. Uh, Paolo Banchero, he was great. Um, so the Magic get the big win there. The Nets all – over the Los Angeles Lakers 121-104 to uh, the Sacramento Kings and the Timberwolves I knew that would be a fun one and it did end up being a fun one uh, the Kings end up winning in overtime 118-111 to over the Timberwolves uh, the Golden State Warriors they outlast the Oklahoma City Thunder in a high scoring affair 128-120 to uh, the Washington Wizards keep their winning ways going um uh, uh, they beat the the tanking San Antonio Spurs 127 to 106. Uh, and then you had the Phoenix Suns beating the Toronto Raptors 114 to 106. Uh, and then finally, the last game of the night was the Trailblazers beating the Atlanta Hawks in another high scoring affair, uh, 129 to 125. Whew, okay, so there was a lot of NBA action on Monday night. Uh, a handful of really good games. Uh, looking ahead to the uh, the Tuesday slate, uh, we've got Heat, Cavs. That has potential to be fun. Uh, Lakers, Knicks, that's probably going to be another blowout because Lakers are on the second night of a back-to-back, and the Knicks are just generally better <laughs> for all. So uh, I fully expect a, a, a blowout win for Jalen Brunson and the Knicks there. Uh, you got the Clippers and Bulls tonight and eh, Clippers probably win that handily. Uh, I don't see that being a, a real exciting one. And then you got Bucks, Hornets, and Pelicans Nuggets. So
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA, member FDIC.
2: Not the most exciting uh, Tuesday night NBA slate, but uh, it's NBA basketball nonetheless, and you know uh, we'll be watching it. So uh, so again, you know, the Mavs, they, they get the big win. Oh, well, I wouldn't. It's kind of crazy to call it a big win, but, you know, it would have been a big loss if they had lost it. So uh, the Mavs get the win over the Pistons and avoid disaster there. Um, And now they get a rest. You know, Luka, he came back after a one-game, technically two-game. Well, it it is technically one game because he did play in the first three minutes of that Phoenix game before he left. But it's really been two games he was out with that ankle injury, and then he came back and dropped 53 points on the Pistons. Looked like the ankle was completely fine. But now he'll have three days uh, to rest it before uh, the Mavs take on the Pelicans on Thursday. Uh, And then again, after that game against the Pelicans, they go on a five-game road trip that will start on Saturday night in Golden State. Uh, And then from there... Uh, they go to Utah to play in Utah once more. They just played in Utah uh, last Saturday, so it's Golden State at Utah, at the Clippers, and then a back a road back-to-back with the Sacramento Kings. It's going to be tough, y'all. It's going to be tough. I mean, they uh, honestly, when when you have Luca, anything is possible, and you know, having Dorian, Finney-Smith, and Josh Green back helps. But man, uh, you know it's it's gonna be tough, and hopefully the Mavs can you know at least at least pull out you know two or three wins on that road trip to you know stay above 500 uh, and in the thick of it in the in the Western Conference standings. And who knows? I mean, maybe there's a maybe there's a trade brewing at some point. I you know I mentioned on the on the last pod uh, yesterday early morning, you know to keep an eye on the the Utah Jazz and the Mavs and you know I can't I can't really go too deep into it but you know there was a reason (laughs) I said that and then uh, you know next thing you know Shams later that morning uh, was reporting that uh, you know the Jazz are are really trying to get Dorian Finney-Smith they have eyes for him but the Mavs price point is very high you know as it should be I mean Obviously, uh, you know, thinking you're going to get a star player back for just Dorian is pipe dreaming. But, you know, you could put together a total package and have Dorian as like the main piece with draft picks attached and you could potentially get somebody, uh, you know, somebody back that's a star player. Like, like, you know, Zach Levine or something like that. So, uh, I don't personally see the Mavs trading Finney Smith uh, to Utah unless the offer is just, you know, outrageous. You know, if if the Jazz for some reason decided that they wanted to move on from Laurie Markinon, I could see the Mavs, you know, doing something like that. Uh, But, you know, our guy Grant Afseth, uh, you know, both of us have heard that the Mavs are interested in Malik Beasley. And that's not to say that any potential deal with the Jazz would, um, would you know, would just be like a straight-up swap for Finney Smith or Beasley or anything like that. It's just saying that, you know, that's one player to keep an eye on if something does materialize between Utah and Dallas. So a uh, couple other notes here uh, before I take off on this episode of Morning Coffee with Mav. Step back. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie his contract for the 2023-24 season is now fully guaranteed. Uh he hit the 50 game mark this season uh in that game in Utah that uh that Luka missed and by hitting that 50 game mark, uh, it guaranteed his salary for the 2023-24 season. So uh that's good. Uh he's he is obviously you know earned that and given the way he's played since coming to Dallas, you know that uh, it's somewhere between 18 and 20 million that that's going to be, you know, viewed at widely <laughs> as a bargain for the Mavs. You know, given their given their secondary ball handler needs. So, uh good to see Spence uh stay on the books for at least another year. Also, shout out to the NBA officials for you know, sucking up to LeBron James uh, after... Now, look, give it. I'm I'm going to be fair. When the Lakers and the Celtics played the other night, uh, LeBron James drove for what could have been a game-winning layup. He got clearly fouled. Clearly fouled. There's no doubt about that. He got raked across the arm by Jason Tatum. Uh, the, the refs didn't call anything, and it went to overtime, and the Lakers ended up losing. So... You know, there, there's a reason uh, for LeBron to be mad, even though his his theatrics were way over the top, way, way dramatic. Um, so it, it was way over the top, but it was justified in a way because they did get – the Lakers got completely hosed in that game. What I have a problem with, though, is there are so many games in the NBA – where teams lose, because, well, not solely because of bad calls, but it is a big contributing factor to why teams lose because there are just so many bad, officiated games. Uh, it's happened to the Mavs a handful of times. It's happened to you know, many teams a handful of times throughout this season. So for the NBA's official account to come out and and apologize basically to LeBron, and and to say that it was just gut wrenching. That's their words. I'm not just saying it. They said gut gut wrenching, and they they were gonna have sleepless nights over it and everything. What is that? What is that? Just because it's LeBron and because he put on a you know a theatrical show, you know, complaining that that he didn't get the call but I mean what are we doing here come on man if anything that account needs to be apologizing for the 2006 NBA finals that you know was actually a fix <laughs> or, or at least we know that there was an attempt at a fix i mean there uh well i guess we don't know it i guess it's i guess it's kind of a conspiracy theory but it's one i believe in <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it was Tim Donahue that uh that started that fire by saying that you know they the NBA uh, his the way he put it was the NBA you know didn't want it to be a sweep because Dallas played so well in those first few games and they just wanted it to be a close series and then by the time that happened you know, Dwayne Wade getting all those free throws and everything, all the momentum had shifted and, and the Mavs couldn't recover from it. So uh I'm gonna retract my statement. It's not something we know for sure. It is very much conspiracy theorist stuff, but I do think there was something fishy uh with those two thousand six NBA finals. And I think that is something that the NBA official account needs to be, you know, going back and apologizing for. Not for you know LeBron James getting upset and flopping like a fish uh because of it on on national TV so I don't know it is what it is uh guys look I appreciate y'all coming in and listening every morning uh I've had fun doing these uh, morning coffee segments and you know I'm I'm back doing them every morning now except for you know possibly Sunday just to give me a, at least one day off from doing it um uh, but, yeah, I appreciate it. Be sure to go like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, be sure to go get the Playback app and uh, join our Mavs Step Back room and sign up for the notifications every time we go live for a watch party. Uh, that pin, that tweet is pinned on my profile, at Dalton underscore Trig. Uh, if you go to the at Step Back Mavs account on Twitter, uh, I've got a pinned tweet there. Uh Showing our current giveaway for a Luka City Edition Mavs jersey. Uh, be sure to do that because we are announcing a winner for that uh, during All Star Weekend. So you still have you still have about a week and a half, uh, almost two weeks to get into that. So be sure to do that. Leave us a review. That'll you know pretty much enter you for all future giveaways uh, going forward. If you do that, either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, guys, appreciate it. Y'all have a great rest of your Tuesday and we'll see you next time.
1: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality.